always does. And you pray for me, I will, be, I will be starting a series next Wednesday, but I haven't decided which one. I've got about three or four that I've been tossing around and uh, excited about, and I know they'll be a blessing because they'll be Bible, uh, but we'll pause in Ephesians chapter 2 and pick that up again in the fall when we start our new children's program. We're starting Patch Clubs, amen. Patch the Pirate, amen. On, in uh, the fall and looking forward to that. I'm just looking forward to seeing Pastor Mark with an eye patch on. It's just, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to bless my Wednesdays, really. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, let's all stand. We're just reading one verse tonight and <clears throat> really just focusing on one verse. And I'm going to do my best to get through this lesson tonight. If I don't, I will. Amen. You know how that goes. I, we'll get through it because we have to. But there's some wonderful meat in this lesson that I want to get to. Let's read verse 13 together. What a blessed verse in the Word of God. Ready? Let's begin. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. The title of our lesson tonight is Once Far Off, But Not Anymore. Once far off, but not anymore. Father, bless your word to our hearts now, please, in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. In our, If you have your lesson there, uh, we review each week. In our last lesson, we reviewed God's exhortation to the Gentiles. God's exhortation to the Gentiles is there in, uh, really, in verse 11. It says, wherefore, remember... And that's a good thing. Uh, the, the choir was singing uh, uh, Sunday night, and I think it'll be the song this week, Remind Me. Remind me, dear Lord. And uh, I love that song. Love the thought of that song. Go back and, and think and remember that the Gentiles were exhorted to remember that they had been without, and we have uh, five things, and we'll just go through them quickly. They had been without circumcision. That was God's sign uh, for his people. Uh, so uh, first bullet point, they have been without circumcision. Verse 12 said that at that time ye were without Christ. Amen. They were not only without circumcision, they didn't know about Messiah, didn't know the promises that went along with that. And that's the next one there. They, they were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Okay? They were, they'd been without the covenants, and uh, we talked about some of the covenants, the Edenic covenant, the Noahic covenant. Uh, we're probably most familiar with the Abrahamic covenant, and that is this, I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. That is, by the way, that covenant is still in effect. That's a promise of God. And so they were without the covenants. Uh, the end of verse 12 there says, uh, having no hope, they were without confidence. Okay? Had no hope. Why? Because they didn't have the promises of God. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, aren't you glad you can have confidence? Brother Tom uh, Sammons is going to start his series on the King James Bible. And if you've not taken that, I want to encourage you to take that. I'll tell you what, when you get done with that, you will realize that we, you may already know it, but we have the Word of God. But not only that, you can have confidence in it. You can trust it. Amen. And so the last thing there in verse 12 is it says, they were with, having no hope and without God in the world. They were without a creator. They were without God. Okay, these Gentiles, okay? Then we have a shift 
Okay, so uh, Roman number number one, I want you to notice the peculiarity. So you read verses 11 and 12, and, and it's uh, uh, bad news for the Gentiles, amen? But, but, now, the peculiarity is that little word, but. For the second time in this chapter, and you can write down uh, chapter 2, verse 4, Okay, in that little blank line there, the cross-reference, chapter 2, verse 4, which says, uh, verse 3 says, Among whom we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God. Amen? But God. For the second time in this chapter, we read the conjunction, but, which denotes a contrast or change. So, bad news uh, for all the world, verses 1 through 3, amen? Hey, we were dead in trespasses and sin. We fulfilled the lusts of our flesh. We were going the wrong direction, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love. Then he gets specific. He says, the Gentiles were, if you could be even further, they were even further, but now. And that's the next Roman numeral number one. But now, in Christ Jesus. So we see the peculiarity. Secondly, we see the person. And I love this. I wish I could preach this. One day I probably will preach this as a message. But just that phrase, in Christ. In, there's so much more. There were 77 references. And I had to pick the cream of the crop here because I knew I was going to have about seven minutes. So uh, hold your place there in Ephesians. And let's go to these scriptures. Go to Romans 3.24. Uh, Romans 3.24. Romans 3.24. I'm going to read it when I get there. If you're slow, that's okay. Just fill in uh, what we have here. Romans 3.24 says uh, there, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What we see here is uh, in Christ Jesus there is justification. Justification. And justification is not not guilty. It's not even innocent. It's just as if you never sinned. That's not because of you. That's in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Okay, secondly, Romans 8. So if you're in Romans 3, you probably have to turn a couple pages here. Romans 8, and we got two in Romans 8. Romans 8, 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So not only is there justification in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Okay, praise God for that. If you've been saved, you're not condemned. Jesus Christ has been condemned in your place. Jesus Christ paid for your sins. So there's justification. There's no condemnation. The end of Romans 8, my wife's favorite verses are verses 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. There's no separation in Christ Jesus. You'll never be separated from God because you're in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, this is preaching stuff right here. I don't have time for it all. How about 1 Thessalonians uh, 4.16? 1 Thessalonians 4. And you know, the, I know, if you know your Bible, you know 1 Thessalonians 4.16. 
You just got a matter of getting there. I know mine is still right before 2 Thessalonians. Amen. As soon as I can get there. 1 Thessalonians 4.16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So there's no condemnation and there's no separation. There's justification. You know what else there is? There's resurrection for those that are in Christ. Resurrection. Uh, how about 2 Corinthians 5.17? 2 Corinthians 5.17. Again, a familiar verse to many of you. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know what we see there? We see in Christ there's regeneration. You're not, you're not an old man cleaned up. You're the new man. Amen? You're a new creation. There's regeneration. And then I love this last one. I always think of the church, and I think in particular of, of churches that, uh, and, and I'm for it, by the way, I, I think uh, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Amen? And that's Galatians 3.28. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are, ye are all one in Christ Jesus. You know what else there is in Christ? There's assimilation. We're all part of the body. Amen? We're all part of the church. And so the person... Not only the peculiarity, but the person, and that's Christ Jesus. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, everything we are, everything we have, our very breath, our heartbeat, our blood vessels, is all because of Jesus Christ. Every bit of us, amen. Every benefit that we enjoy now and will enjoy for all eternity is because of Jesus, amen. Third, and I'll have to go through these quick. Uh, we have the peculiarity, the person, Roman number, number three. We have the people, the people. What does it say there? It's, it's speaking specifically about the Gentiles, but it said, because it was talking about the Gentiles in the previous verses, and it says there, ye who, ye who. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who, talking about those Gentiles, those ones that were estranged from God. And I said it last week, and I mentioned that I don't think we have any Jews in the room, so that's us. Right? We were the ones that were without circumcision and covenants and without Jesus Christ, the people. And then we have the past, Roman numeral number four. The past sometimes were. Lord willing, this Sunday I'm going to preach about Rahab. You know, Rahab has a scarlet past, doesn't she? Hey, you know what? I think every one of us could say, there's some things that have happened in my past that I'd be pretty ashamed of. Come on, help me, church. Amen? Ye who were, that's the past. And by the way, leave the past in the past where it belongs. Amen? Then we see the, the part and I was getting a little creative with my alliteration here, amen. I was, I was having a hard time finding a P word, amen. The part, and that is this. We weren't close, we were what? Far off. There was quite a part between us and God. A, the Bible calls it a great gulf fixed between us. But praise God for this. Ye who sometimes were far off, 
Uh, number six, the present. The present. What's the present? We were far off, but are. Are. Yeah, you and I were far off. I was estranged from God. But not anymore. In the present, I'm his. Amen. And so there's the present. And then a uh, big word here. Love this word. Propitiation. The propitiation. We're made nigh. We were far off, but now we've been made close. I have a strange illustration, and I hope it'll make sense to you. When I was a kid, and I know that wasn't that long ago. Some of you are like, good night, you know. Yeah. When I was a kid, kids were new, amen. I understand that, Brother Kelly, amen. God bless you. But when I was a kid, kids got in a lot of scraps. We got in fights. I mean, we got, I got, if you played sports in, in what we call uh, stickball, Brother Bill, or football, street football, you got in fights a lot. You just, you know, somebody hit you and you didn't think it was clean and they did. And next thing you know, and I remember I got in a scrap one time with a, a boy I went to school with. My mom knows him. His name was Steve Lafave. And Steve Lafave and I got in a scrap. I mean, we. We were just at each other, and it was knuckles, and, and it was one time I got the best of it. I didn't always get the best of it, but this was a time I got the best of it. And I got the best of it so much that I actually felt bad for him. Now, you know you have really won a fight when you feel bad for the kid that you just were fighting with. And I'm going to tell you something, Miss Judy. We became the best of friends for all our young lives. We were far off. We were so far off that we were fighting. You know, the Bible says that when we were without God, we were his enemy. You know what enemies do? They fight. But the Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The nail-pierced hands of the Savior took my wicked hands and took God's holy hand and put them together. We were afar off through the propitiation. That's a great Bible word. Great Bible word. It's in uh, uh, 1 John 2.2. Uh, 2. He's the propitiation for our sins, the full payment, but not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And then lastly, what, what, is, it that, what is it that makes this all possible? It's the perfection. What's the perfection, Pastor? The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Go with me to 1 Peter, and we'll, we'll close with this verse here. 1 Peter, chapter number 1. 1 Peter, chapter number 1. 1 Peter 1. In verse number 18. And it says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, 
but was manifest in these last times. How about those last two words? For you. For you. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. The perfection that was required. The wages of sin is death. Hmm? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How does that happen? Because Jesus Christ shed his perfect blood for us. And it's still, it's still efficacious. It still saves. Praise God for the blood. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the blood. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Father.